Hey man, there's this band I love And I know you love them too But you're just shaking your head Like you haven't got a clue but What are we gonna do about it? I've got an idea Start a podcast and talk about it While sipping on a beer You've never heard this You've never heard this You've never heard this You've never heard this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. Hey. hey. Episode four, Kirk. Four. Can, you, can you believe it? No, I actually can't. We're back this for crazy. another one. You might have been thinking, God, these guys aren't aren't getting their shit together, so maybe they don't want to do this anymore, but um, we're, no, glut- we we're gluttons for punishment, yeah. as I said back in episode two. So so how many podcasts do we need to make before we're podcasters? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Four? Five? Maybe. <laughs> well, you can tell we're still new at this because we haven't even introduced ourselves. I'm Alan Barber. I'm Kirk Klinger. We're the best of yeah. friends, and, and we, we like talking about music, and we, we hope do. you like listening to us talk about music. I hope so. Um, I hope so. It's been really great to see the uh, the response to to this podcast. Such it's, a cr- it's a uh, uh, humble humble beginnings, Seriously. but but we're so excited that people are listening and and reaching out to us, and uh, I hope they continue to do so. It's um, seriously the greatest thing to see those listens. It's yeah, we uh, we are on several platforms now. One of those is Apple Podcasts, and I know you uh, you have the ability to rate and review the podcast. You could say whatever you want in that review. It could be your lasagna recipe. As long as you rate five stars, it uh, it catches the attention of that algorithm and it kind of pushes us up the uh, up the podcast hmm. charts. Makes us makes us more visible. Um, so if you you know if you want to do, do that. Please do. You could tell us how much we suck, but please rate, hey, us, please hey, rate, well, rate five nice. stars. You know, <laughs> throw us a bone. You know? <laughs> so what? Uh, what are you? What are you drinking? Let's, uh, let's get that out of the way. Crap! No, you told me, and, and I don't remember the name. Maybe of it. I should just. Say you it should then. say <laughs> it's the Bowie <laughs> Beer Company Cannon Beach Gold IPA that was done in collaboration with. A grocery store down in Cannon Beach called Fresh Foods. They've they've got a tap system there that uh, that the brewery decided to 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 make a beer for, and it is it is delicious. Really I look Super forward good. to this every summer. I think it's Super the third good. year that they've done it. So man, and so Bowie, good. such a great uh, brewery here in Astoria. We love giving them our money. <laughs> seriously, so much money. seriously, <laughs> the the greatest Czech pilsner that I've ever had is yeah, from Bowie. They've got. Good they're shit. good, but uh, we're not here to talk about beer. Yeah. We're here to talk well, we about. Could. We're here to talk. I mean, beer is in the uh. theme song. Hey, did you guys hear our theme song? Isn't that great? I wonder who wrote it. <laughs> who wrote it? I don't know. <laughs> was it you, Alan? It did you me. write it? I wrote oh, okay. it. It took That's me. What I it took me like less than a minute, and That's what I it's real dumb, and, uh-huh. I, and I love it. I like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kirk, uh, besides the theme song on repeat. What do you what have you been listening to this week? Just the theme th- theme song on repeat. Really? That's it. Oh. Oh, oh, and the soft bulletin by Flaming Lips. I don't know that one, Kirk. I've never heard it. I've never heard this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean I know that's our shtick, but No, I've never heard this one. God damn it. Alright. Well, then let's get into it. Alright. The nineteen ninety nine ninth album. Ninth album, ninety nine. Yeah, that's crazy. That's one thing I that I learned in my in my a l- the little bit of research I did is I didn't realize that the Flaming Lips have been around since uh, eighty three. They are a force. They yeah. they are busy bees. Yes, they are. And apparently. Uh, so I will just say that this album uh, has really long been my favorite album of theirs. No, yeah. but it's actually not the album that got me into them. Okay. Uh, in nineteen ninety nine, I was not. Uh, I had not listened to them. Um, I, I knew of them. Their song, uh, She Don't Use Jelly, was a pretty big hit when I was in high school. So I knew of that. I knew the video for it. And that was about it. Yeah. Um, I actually got into uh, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots 
uh, the album after this. Was yeah, the that's, one that's really the only album that I'm familiar with. Okay, so that's the one that really introduced me to them, that really I got into big time. And My <laughs> that little preview, that's all right, a little teaser. <laughs> and I actually went back thinking, wow, I love this band. And I went back and, and discovered this album, and that's why I suggested it. Uh, right. Because I was like, "Yeah, this is this is my album. I love it so much." Well, uh, what do you, what do you know about this album? Have you have you found anything in your in your research? Uh, <laughs> okay, so well, well, you yeah, tried well, so you, you we'll tried using genius. I did, and I guess so. We talked uh, off camera, no, off, off mic, mic. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, I guess I did, I realized I didn't know how to use, which sounds really dumb. I'm not that old. But I didn't know how to use the Genius app. I wasn't clicking on the right things. It doesn't take a genius <sighs> to use Genius. That should be their slogan. They <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That Wait, I don't know what it, that says about me then. Oh, don't, uh, don't think about it too hard, Kurt. <laughs> so, okay. So, this album was produced by the Flaming Lips themselves, along with David Friedman, mm -hmm. who has done bands like... Uh, MGMT, who I love, yep. Tame Impala, who yep. I love, Weezer, who I love, uh, and Scott Booker, who I didn't really find. Scott Booker is actually their ma the, their manager. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so I guess he helped out with the production a gotcha. little bit. Um, yeah, man, David Friedman, ha I didn't realize he had been behind some of these albums that I just love. So many. Oracular, Spectacular by MGMT yeah, is just such classic. such a good album, yeah. Uh, he's done, done albums for uh, OK Go, yep. Spoon, yep. you know. Tame I Impala, say, like like I know you love I Tame Impala. I love Tame Impala yeah, so, so much. Yeah, this is great. Uh, I, I, I found out that a lot of people considers this, consider this album the the Flaming Lips masterpiece. Yes, and actually, uh, from and so here's the thing with this podcast is before this, yes, I would look up lyrics and I would look up some trivia, but now we kind of like literally do research on these albums, and this one, this whole album was very interesting. Um, I learned a lot that yep. I didn't know, mm -hmm. and which we're going to get into, yeah. and. Um, I learned a lot too, um, especially since I don't, I'm not really familiar with this band's catalog. I I ha I used to have Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots, but I barely listened to it. My my extent with the Flaming Lips is that Do You Realize is yes. on like a feel good tunes playlist that yes. I've made for Spotify. That's about it. I mean, I don't I don't have a lot of but experience. But with that's this what band another thing I learned is just how like critics loved this album and i mean it yeah. was on so many like must listen to and i didn't you know i knew it was a good album i loved it i didn't realize it was seems to be almost universally praised it was called the pet sounds of uh, the yes. 90s i've got <laughs> i've got thoughts uh but i'll save that for the Which end is, of the episode that is quite the that's quite the quite the claim um but like i said i've i've got opinions uh which i will share later so <laughs> just before we uh jump right into our first song i just want to say uh when i apparently couldn't figure out how to use genius um i found a website called uh psychic explorations.com um, and someone that has that website has taken the Flaming Lips entire uh, catalog, entire catalog, and given trivia on every album, every song, it is pretty extensive and very interesting. So that's where I got uh, all of my notes. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting album. Uh, I'll just say that right now. Um, I know well, that it was kind of a I know it was kind of a departure from their earlier sound. They had more of an alternative sound uh, before this one, and it's it's the the album that established uh, their sound, their from newer sound, from yes. there on out. You know, from '99 on. I was uh, gonna say the Flaming Lips are an interesting band. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, you want to get started? Kirk? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, track number one is Race, Race for, for the, the prize. prize. It's the first single released. Um, the highest charting for the band, uh, number thirty-nine on the UK singles chart. So yeah, here we are. Race for the prize. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that's one thing I mentioned. You're going to hear this on a lot of their other songs. One thing I love about them is their kind of big 70s drum sound. Yeah, yeah, that and that's that's one thing I noticed uh, in in the way we've got our audio set up uh, is that the drums are actually kind of lost. Yeah, because uh, it's not which is quite unfortunate. stereo. But, yeah. but, you know, maybe maybe that'll encourage you to go seek out the album yourself. Do and Absolutely. It that's, yeah. Uh, we, we do p- apologize that we're not uh, we're not presenting these <laughs> in their intended <laughs> format. Uh, I would think we've got to be like one of the uh, most. Well, we uh, use the word janky a lot. Janky is the is right. setup ever. We got stuff we held sti- on by tape. We still have wires taped together. Yes. And that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> we're in my living room with cats, you know, cleaning their butt there's right next to us. There's fur so everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Not oh. everywhere. Just in the important <laughs> places. Uh, yes. This this song. Uh, it, it's a good album opener. Uh, Pitchfork rated it number 30 on the top 200 tracks of the 90s. So I, I love this. I mean, they're in that top 100, okay. which is nice. They're even in the top 50. So, before we, before I say after every song that I love this song, <laughs> I was gonna say that I love this album top to bottom, yeah, left to right. I, it's just, yeah, and uh, yeah. So one I don't have to repeat that. One of the <laughs> one of the <laughs> theories that that has been brought forth. In, in that I found in my research uh, was that the first three tracks on this album kind of tell the same story and I noticed that connection at least between the first two so so the first the first track is supposed to be about creating the atom bomb the second track is apparently about testing it and then the third track is about using it I could so I saw that same theory and I could I can see that yeah um, I could uh, but I could not find confirmation. Yeah, of that. I mean, it's just one of those fun things to try and find. No, the and and, to, and yeah, that might be, you know, what he was thinking. Um, I saw a quote from Wayne. So we didn't mention. So the the band members are Wayne. Well, so they've gone through a lot of band members. Quite but a there are the let's say the lineup on this album and, is, and is Wayne Coyne. Um, then it's Michael Evans on bass, and then Steve. Drozd, I don't know how to Drozd, pronounce that, yeah, on, on the drums. Uh-huh. Uh, so he, he actually joined joined them in 91, and he's still their drummer. Uh, I was going to say, and those three that, that Alan just mentioned are the three uh, that have been there from day one till current. Yeah. And that's going to come up again. But yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. So Wayne said with that song, Race for the Prize, is that he was thinking that they thought here being a band, in a being in a band, they were doing important stuff when they kind of weren't. They were just a band. You know, they weren't finding a cure for cancer, you know. And so he kind of had this thought of, like, yeah, someone's going to find the cure. It just won't be us. Yeah. You know, and you kind of sit back and let someone else do it. So Yeah, that's that's a interesting observation. It's It sounds like um, he had that realization and was just kind of like, yeah, I guess I'm okay with it. I'm not going to be the guy who cures cancer. Yeah. But why do I have to be? Exactly. Let's move on. All right. Track number two is called A Spoonful Ways of Time. time. I love it. I love it. 
that <laughs> synth bass. Yes. Sounds real great in these headphones. Sure does. Uh, uh, so all I all I found on this song was that the title's in reference to the mass of a neutron star. A so spoonful weighs a ton. So the first thing I'll say, <laughs> and this is just a s- stupid observation, but it makes me think of Futurama and Nibbler poops out uh, dark matter oh. that they, they <laughs> use to power the ship. Yeah. But even though it's just a tiny little ball of poop, it's like it, it weighs more than anyone could lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> that's so funny that that's the connection that you make. Is <laughs> that's, you know, that's, is how, about that's how my stupid brain works. Yeah. Um, I did know. find a, uh, a quote from Wayne on this one that, so this is something that we're going to talk about more in some of these other songs was a uh, uh, common theme on this album was Wayne's dad was dying of cancer. Oh, okay. And that that came into a lot of these songs and then he his dad ended up dying of cancer. Um, so this song, he commented that when his dad died and people kind of came out of the woodwork to, to help out and bring food and whatever, uh, he kind of got this feeling that oh, we're like all in this together. And he said, that's the spoonful that weighs a ton. All right. So no, you know, that's great. So we're going to, yeah. I Pretty interesting. That, that secondary meaning. Well, pr- th- in this case, probably the primary meaning. Well, it might title, have been. You know, you never know with Wayne. Uh, he's yeah. A, he's a. I mean, dude. the dude walks. <laughs> he walks on the crowd in a giant inflated he plastic does. ball. I've so. seen that twice in person. <laughs> it's so fun. Nice. Yeah. Their live shows are amazing. Yeah. That's, uh, they sound amazing. They do. All right. Track number three. The spark that bled, the softest bullet ever shot. Softest bullet ever shot. The the synth horns, uh, they remind me of the score to Princess Bride, and so that's <laughs> <laughs> like all I could think nice. of when I heard this. Song. Nice, okay. <laughs> well, good movie. Yeah, I mean, it was the, it was it was what I needed to think of to get through this song. What? I'm sorry, Kirk. Uh, it's the longest song on the album. It's almost six minutes long. Um, it's a long one. That was kind of a teaser as to my, my final thoughts. But <laughs> um, I don't know. There might be a twist at the end. We'll see. We'll see. So I couldn't find much on this other than um, this is a song that uh, apparently made them do the album cover, yeah. which is a photo of a, uh, a person on acid. It's, um, oh, now his name is uh, Neil Cassidy, actually. Yes, the Merry Pranksters. Yes. We're doing, yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing is that they said they kind of had three songs mm-hmm. that they just put together. And that's, that's I guess, would explain why this song is so long, too. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's a good song. I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to love this. I know. You know? I don't. <laughs> you, you, I think, Kirk, you got your wish uh, oh, as to one of us finally not liking an album the other one oh, picked. So. Wow. Um, but like I said, there <laughs> might be a twist. You never know. Spoilers. Oh, Let's, this uh, next song. I love it so much. Track number four is the Spider Bite song. 
I love those drums. Love it. The poison then could reach your heart from a vein. I was glad that it didn't destroy you. How sad that would be. Cause if it destroyed you. So I really love the the explanation behind this song. Yeah. To yeah, me, it's so sweet. Um, that and Wayne. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a quick little story. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever saw Flaming Lips in concert was actually at the uh, Minnesota State Fair. Um, seems like a strange venue, but. Yeah, they don't seem like the kind of band who's doing the fair circuit. No, but, but uh, they uh, they did, and oh my god, what a great show it ended up being. But there was a, a thunderstorm that had rolled through probably an hour before they were supposed to go on, and uh, they were going to cancel the show. They ended up not canceling it, but when the thunderstorm kind of you know left the area, they let us in. And here's Wayne Coyne and I believe some other members of the band out mopping up the stage, cleaning off their instruments, uh, you know, wiping, you know, mic stands down. It was just so cool. Like, he seems, everything I read about him, he sounds like just a cool, awesome guy. And so this song, Spider Bite song, uh, was inspired by two act incidents that happened to Steve Drozd. Yeah. And Michael, how'd you say it? Michael Evans. Evans, I guess. Sure. Um, That both happened in 96. And he wrote this song kind of as a, to show love for his bandmates. Uh, Steven. He uh, he almost had to pull a Death Leopard and and, and be one-handed. Yeah. So Steven came to a recording session with a, a massive infection on his hand that he said was from a spider bite. He ended up admitting that, no, it was from a dirty needle doing heroin. Yeah. Which sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Michael Ivins, Ivins, whatever, uh, was involved in a car accident where a, a tire and wheel came off someone's vehicle and smashed into his car, hitting the hood and just narrowly missing the windshield and could have killed him. Yeah. So... Could you imagine going through something like that? No, no. <laughs> so Wayne wrote this song. It's like, a, hey, I love you guys. I'm really glad you didn't die. Exactly. So that's that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that is cool. That is pretty cool. That's a good song. I think so. Um, it might be the only song in this album that I like. Oh, my God. Just saying. What but an admission. But, uh, you know, I did write down for track <laughs> number five, this next one, uh, that maybe I like this one, too. Uh, this song is called Buggin'. Buggin'. The buzz of love is busy bugging you. Bugaboo. Bugaboo is <laughs> not part of it. I just wanted to add that because it rhymes. <laughs> What a happy sounding song. It is. It really um, is. I don't know if the auto-tune was intentional, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I did read something about that this song was um, redone by someone. Mokrin. Yes. M-O-K-R-A-N. Yeah. 
That's and what that's what's scrolling across my my phone screen right now. And apparently he did uh, emphasize like the lyri- the the vocals and so I'm wondering if that's part of it. Yeah, it might be. Uh, I know like in '99, not a lot of people were using. Oh no. Auto tune share did on. Uh, <laughs> Do you believe in life after love? Do you believe? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean that was the Sorry. first time I remember Sorry. hearing. You sounded exactly <laughs> like yeah, her. right. <laughs> Are you a Cher impersonator? I am, actually. Wow. On the weekends. Only on the weekends. Oh, okay. All right. And only when you really need the money. The beard kind of throws people off. Yeah. But, but you, know, you know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, Kirk, this next song was um, obnoxious for, for one reason only. <laughs> I decided to write out the entire total of the title of the oh song. Um, oh, yeah. So on the album, it's just what is the light. Hold on one second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause the, the song because you really need to just hear this entire title. Um, so on the album, it's <laughs> What is the Light? But the full title is What is the Light? Question mark. Parenthetical. An untested hypothesis suggesting that the chemical, bracket, in our brains, and bracket, by which we are able to experience the, sens- the sensation of being in love, is the same chemical that caused the, quote, Big Bang, end quote, that was the birth of the accelerated universe, end parenthetical. Kirk... <laughs> In the time it took me to write down that title, half the song was over. Uh, but despite the obnoxiously long title, it's got some cool lyrics, and I actually really enjoy this song. So why don't we, why don't we let the song speak for itself? So wait, what's the song title again? What is, what is the, no, light the whole thing? An untested. <laughs> Oh, sorry, we lost Alan there. Oh, he's back. Okay. that again so uh, i heard that beeping in there is that what you were talking yes about? so i i had never i mean i maybe i'd noticed that but i in my research found that that was this has happened twice in their songs apparently where steve's wristwatch alarm went off <laughs> while recording and they just left it in i love that i didn't notice that the first time i listened to the song and so. that's why like i don't know did i notice it before i don't know yeah that's but so funny yeah that's great why didn't he learn after the first time to just leave his wristwatch in the booth I don't know. <laughs> Why yeah. didn't they yell at him? I don't know. It's a good tune. I actually really like it. Like I said, yeah. the, the lyrics are really good. Um, shall we move along? We shall. Or Let's actually, you know what? Let's take a break. Oh, we're gonna yes. We're gonna throw in the 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 ad for Anchor. You know, like I said in the last episode, we're paying tribute to the podcast yeah. Lord. And uh, bow down. He he demands his tribute. <laughs> we'll be right back. After this, all right, and we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> I went from like radio <laughs> DJ to goofy, and I went to like Seinfeld. I, I guess, guess. Like a I don't know. caricature of god, Seinfeld. We're so good at impressions. No, oh god. <laughs> hey, Minerva, <laughs> no, no. leave the microphone cord alone. <laughs> all right, well, let's move along. Let's let let these these fine folks listening get back to whatever it is they were doing. We're gonna we're gonna go to the next track, track number seven. The Observer. Thank you. 
got some little of Buster the dog barking in the background there. But <laughs> yeah, the, the Flaming Lips didn't get a dog in the studio, they didn't. I promise. That wasn't um, a part of it. If you guys were waiting for lyrics, you're going to be sorely disappointed because yeah, that you, is you an instrumental. You could wait another four minutes and you won't hear any. So Yeah, you know what? It's a pretty straightforward <laughs> instrumental. It's really pretty. It I is. Like it. Um, and so it's called The Observer. And I guess maybe just using my imagination, I get like a, can you almost picture like, so I used to be big into comics, and there was The Watcher yeah. in Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. So I could kind of see this music playing behind him okay. as he like stood on an asteroid and you know, observed whatever he was observing. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that connection. Um, I really like the uh, kind of just pulsing, almost heartbeat-like drums. It really is, yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't notice it until we were listening to the previous track just now, but it's got the same kind of... Okay. So yeah, I, I just I didn't notice that. I don't know if they're connected at all, but hmm. yeah, it's a pretty cool. Yeah, I couldn't find and I could not find any anything on this song, any kind of trivia or anything. So yeah, I like I like instrumentals sometimes. Oh, um, absolutely. I'm yeah, me too. I'm not too big into like full instrumental albums or, yeah, or bands uh-huh. that only do that. A lot of the time, I, I'll pick like one or two songs, like Explosions in the Sky. I'm not like a big like hardcore I fan they got a yeah songs, i kind of got into them for a little bit but yeah yeah it was kind of tough because i do want some sand yeah, and yeah it's nice to sprinkle it in every once oh in absolutely while. and i i still th- i think explosions are they're a great band yeah find a singer yeah could you <laughs> just hey i'm available yeah hire me too we'll, we'll there be, we go we'll, we'll share we'll share lead vocal duties works for like me taking works back for Sunday. me Let's move on to track number eight, Waiting for a Superman. This is the second single from the album. I love this song, and when I started reading the the information behind it, damn, uh, I only loved it more. And Tell me more, Kirk, because all uh, I know is that I like it. Okay, twist okay. my arm, twist my freaking arm. Okay, I okay. like this song. So it started with Steve Drozd uh, coming Doing up more with more heroin. Well, he might have been. Stay away from that, Steve. Uh, he came up with a mel- an early melody, and he said he would do that sometimes. And he would play it around Wayne until Wayne would finally, you know, come up with some lyrics. And he said this was one of them where he had a melody and finally Wayne took to it and wrote the lyrics. And so once again, this comes back to Wayne's dad dying of cancer. All right. And Wayne had a, a conversation with his, his brother Kenny. And I've got a quote here, uh, and it directly relates to the to the lyrics. Uh, Wayne said, it's getting pretty heavy with Dad, isn't it? And Kenny said, it's getting heavy? We're in it. This is as heavy as it gets. Wow. So that's, I mean, talk about heavy. That's yeah. heavy. As a, as a person who has constantly got the thought running through my brain of... Uh, what would happen if one of my parents or my wife dies? Like, I'm seriously in that headspace quite a lot. Um, sure. If, if my wife is two minutes later home than she says she's going to be, I automatically think she's died in I'm a car accident. Yep, or I'm right there. Or thinking, I'm like, right, yep. what if uh, what if my, my mom dies tragically? Or, you know, sure. I, I get that. You yep. know? Absolutely. And, you know. So he put it into the song, and that's, man, 
Um, and one thing I will say is another band I love covered this, Iron and Wine. Oh, really? They do kind of a, a little bit of a slower version of it. All right, uh, I didn't really know really good. I yeah. didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, great cover of it. Man, Sam Beam does some really good covers. Oh, I love that one. I'll have to check that out. I'll, s- I'll seek that out after Do it. After it's a great cover. It really is. Awesome. Well, it's a good song. I mean, I there there weren't a lot of songs that I liked from this album, uh, as I've kind of alluded to this entire <laughs> time, but uh, this, one, this one was good. I liked this one. Let's move on to track number nine. Suddenly, everything has changed. Death, anxiety caused by moments of boredom. So speaking of covers, this has been covered by another one of my, the bands I love, uh, Postal Service. Really? Yeah. Okay. You've heard that. Have well, I? I mean, they only have one album. You. This is not on that album, though, is it? Oh, is it On not? Give Up? I don't know. It might have been on one of the singles, like a B-side. Oh, singles, I guess I didn't think of that. Huh. But okay. yes, okay. There's That's another cool. cover for you to check out. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah. they cover this. It's really good. I like I like the idea of the song that you're not 100% safe from death doing even the most mundane tasks. I, that doesn't really help feeding into my constant mental state of <laughs> what if my parents <laughs> yeah. or my wife dies. But <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's great. I really like this this song. Yeah, I do too. I mean, well, uh, of course you do. You weren't going to do that after that. every track, but here I you love are. Every Song. Here you are, Kurt. <laughs> Way to go. Dang it. Way I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please forgive me. You're forgiven. <laughs> You'll be even more forgiven if you let me move on to track number 10. Let's do it. The Gash. Parenthetical. Gash. Battle him for the wounded mathematician and parenthetical. <laughs> fun song um i think this uh, potentially might be my my pick for the playlist for this right, song really gross i did not know that i needed it in my life 
and I'm really glad that Steve Droge did not have to cut off one of his arms because <laughs> I, I think <laughs> the drums are what make this song for me. It's sure. just so groovy. I love it. Um, and kind of eerie almost. It's got bit. like the vocals just make it kind of chilly. I'm going to say it almost had a little bit of a theatrical kind of sound. To oh, it. yeah, yeah. Um, Which makes sense. Did you know that they they almost adapted Yoshimi into a stage musical? I did not. They were working on it, and I don't know what happened in the, in oh, the production process, know, but they, they ultimately did not well, go, go forward with it. Maybe I'd seen something in passing about yeah, that. Yeah, but, but that would have been an interesting Because that mission. album is, yeah, it's I could see that. I could that one's all about cancer, right? Fighting, yeah, I think cancer. so, yeah. That's what I've heard, anyway. Uh, so I could find about. nothing on this. Uh, so I just kind of gave, like, just by the lyrics to me, it's like, like, don't give up, I guess. Yeah. Right? I mean... Is that gash on your leg really why you're stopping? You mm -hmm. know. Well, it's um, it's it's almost. Uh, I've got the the annotation on genius here. It says the narrator has found a comrade trying to bail from some battle by complaining about a gash in their leg. However, everyone else has this same gash, and they're continuing the battle. We don't know what the battle is, but we are introduced to the idea that we're all battling for something in our lives. Okay. Yeah. And some will fake injury to take the easy way out. That was like the time I took an arrow to the knee. Oh, my God, Kirk. <laughs> 2008 <laughs> called, and they want their meme back. I used to be a podcaster like you, Alan. Shut oh up, Kirk. Man. Stop it. Whoops. We're losing <laughs> listeners as we speak. They just they made it this far. They clicked off. <laughs> okay. Track number 11. Kay. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> Feeling yourself disintegrate. minute long song very minimal lyrics is just that one verse and then the refrain uh, feeling yourself disintegrate over and over again mm -hmm. um, I've got a quote here from Wayne Coyne um, all he said in regards to the song uh, in this quote anyway is you must understand that you are in process of dying yeah so I said a lot of the, the theme of this album a lot death or dying yeah and dealing with that um i did see a quote somewhere well probably from psychicexplorations.com Psychic um or wikipedia because i did look on there a little bit yeah uh but that this was wayne's favorite song off this album oh really and that uh, he said something along the lines of whatever feeling we were uh you know going after we we hit it on this song so pretty cool yeah i like it it's uh, i like that they they have uh you know minimal lyrics it's it's a really really powerful device to use um, sure you, yeah. you kind of get everything that you want to say in that one verse and then you're good you're golden that's a beautiful song yeah i do, I do love it absolutely oh yeah of course i love it of course you love <laughs> it kirk it's your pick 
Well, here we are. Track number 12 is the last track so on at least... Of speaking of minimal lyrics... Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> absolutely. It's the last track on at least this release of the album. I know they have like a UK release, they Australia did, yes. release, where, you know, tracks were swi- sh- shifted around yep. or, or there were just yep. tracks that weren't available. We're, we're talking about the US release. This yes. is track number 12. Um, feeling... Did I write that down? Right? Sleeping on the roof. Sleeping on the roof. I don't know why I wrote down the title for this current track, but Sleeping on the Roof. Here we are. So if you hear the uh, the organ <laughs> in that track, um, it it kind of plays into how the how the song was created. So uh, Steve Drosht, um he drew a musical staff, he turned it upside down, and then he asked the band to randomly place dots on it. Uh, and then when he flipped it back around, they they played the results. So that's kind of the melody <laughs> that you hear through it. It's just very random. Um, the song was actually long enough uh, to be its own EP. Uh, so that that kind of plays into uh, the the subtitle of this song. So the full title of the song is "Sleeping on the Roof," excerpt from "Should We Keep the Severed Head Awake." Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, speaking of <laughs> uh, not many lyrics, this is another, uh, another instrumental. instrumental. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I did find is that so the album before this which I have to admit I am not familiar with, was part of what is called the parking lot experiments, where the Flaming Lips would make these songs, of which this song apparently is part of, and Wayne made uh, 40 cassette tapes that he would hand out to people in cars. I remember cassettes. I do aging myself but I do uh, and people would would park in a parking lot in a circle and play these tapes in their cars and it would create a very stereo effect in the middle so yeah hmm. I like that I yeah like very that. interesting so I always felt I should check out uh, and I'm sorry I don't have the name of the album the soft oh not the soft bold thing the one before no the one before this which yeah, yeah was part of that well Kirk we did it Here again. Here we are, the end, the the end number four of an album. Four? Well, um, oh. I, got, I got some thoughts for you. Okay. Lay them on me, I've Alan. kind of teasing the Give whole time. Me, yeah. I would not have listened to this album past the first couple of tracks if oh. I didn't have to do it for this episode. <laughs> All right, podcast over. I'm done. Um, I'm out of here. No. But <laughs> that being said... Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that I that I did because I think the second half is better than the first. I I know that this was kind of a departure from their previous sound and they were trying to they were trying to figure out where they wanted to go past this. Uh but honestly my thoughts on it are at least with this one I don't think they knew exactly what they wanted it to be yet. I I could see that. I I really could because it was kind of the beginning of this sound. It was beginning of of where they were going yeah. later on. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, I, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that it has been called the pet sounds of the nineties. I respectfully disagree with that because <laughs> those are some pretty big shoes to fill. That's, uh, that's uh, a, yeah. it's a pretty brilliant album and it's 
probably, uh, at least my opinion on it, it, on that statement, in part to the fact that I just watched Love and Mercy, which is the movie about Brian Wilson. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's uh, that. See, I'm a big Mike Love fan. Shut. Oh, oh my God. Man. Shut up. Oh Kurt. man. You know how digging to digging myself a hole. Grind my <laughs> gears. Um, here we are. End of another episode. I'm about to strangle Kirk for the <laughs> words that he just <laughs> said. Uh, so if you want to tell me your thoughts on that, uh, email me. <laughs> Not us, because Kirk will be dead. Oh, you Mike Love fans, come on. Neverheardpod <laughs> at gmail.com. That's how you can reach us. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us uh, what albums you want us Do to it, cover. Um, you can also leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash neverheardpod slash message. Again, it's going to be easier to just click that link in the uh, episode description. Sure. That's where you can find that. Um, we played one last week from my my dear older brother. Aww. Um Editing this one, we'll we'll tell if we've got one to insert. Come on, Nathan. So, uh, yeah, come on, Nathan. Nathan, my brother set the bar. Come on, you got to set the bar now. Give us a good message. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Um, if there is a voice message for this episode, it will be right here. Awkward silence. <laughs> no? Edit. Maybe. <laughs> you're either going to hear this awkward silence or you're not. But uh, anyway, uh, you guys are great. Thank you Seriously. so much for listening. Seriously. Thanks for we listening. We have so much fun doing this. Um, Seriously, it is a, a lot of fun. More fun, I guess, than I expected. Yeah. Than I expected it to be fun. So Maybe one of these episodes we'll stop talking about how fun it is, but we're just having no. a blast. You know, we were originally going to do this only every two weeks, and uh, I, I texted Kirk not too long ago, and I said, man, this has just been so much fun seeing the response, and um, I don't think every two weeks is enough. I think we need to make this a weekly. I'm okay with that. So, um, and, and if it means i got to listen to more music, oh, no. Oh, why? Right? That sucks. Yeah, no. Let's do Kirk, it. let's do it. Please, please pick a better album next time. Oh my god! <laughs> he wants to throttle me. <laughs> um, I'm throwing the hammer uh, down. All right, guys. That was fun. That was a fun one. That I was a that. fun one. I'm glad that I got to listen to an album I didn't really enjoy all that much. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's killing me. He's killing me. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys. Love next you guys. Week.